All right, so yesterday the Dow jumped more than 500 points and made new highs for the year. But today, right now, as we're starting the show here, Paul is speaking and he could put a damper on this rally. So how will markets react and how does this affect our position? And uh, welcome here to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. And today is Friday, December 1st. And in this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And uh, yeah, looking at the S&P 500 mark, I mean, this week was pretty uneventful if we zoom in a little bit. Yeah, rather quiet, rather quiet. It looking to extend that weekly win streak, though, uh, and uh, starting the month of December a little quiet as well. Yeah, Except and uh, I mean, <laughs> this wow. I mean, so this would be what a fifth winning streak, a fifth winning week in a row. For the Dow, or uh, for everything. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Yep, five in a row. Kind of crazy. And the Dow yesterday making new highs for the year. I mean, mainly fooled by uh, by Salesforce uh, CRM that reported really good earnings yesterday and also today having a follow through here, lifting the Dow up. I mean, just until a second ago. The Dow was still positive for the day, now turning negative because Paul is speaking. Yeah, a little bit of a, a reaction right now. We'll see where that ends up. Uh, not quite sure what the, the headline there is. Oh, it looks like I see that Fed Chair Powell calls talk of cutting rates premature and says more hikes can happen. <laughs> there you go. I mean... Uh, I'm I'm not surprised because we we talked about it yesterday. I mean, right now everybody says, okay, the Fed is done raising rates, and uh, the Fed might be lowering rates as early as uh, what did we uh, check yesterday, May next year. Uh, so if you look at the probabilities here, and uh, I mean, we already talked about it yet. Oh my gosh, look at this! The probabilities have yeah. just changed right now. Traders are thinking it is in March. I'm not surprised that uh, Powell puts a damper on this and said. Guys, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, uh, there was a, a, a comment yesterday on the uh, YouTube video that we did that uh, he believed that Fed Chair Powell would be hawkish with his comments. And I, I mean, to me, that's no surprise because he wants investors to think, hey, we are going to do what it takes and we're not going to let this just bounce right back and get out of control. So I don't think he's going to give uh, everybody a nugget saying things are, are perfect and look fantastic, even though he might think that's where we're headed. Right. That's what we heard from a few Fed members this week, that they say we are heading in the right direction. And yesterday uh, we talked about it. Uh, let me just use a different color here. I don't know what happened. I also should uh, be able to. There we go. That is much better. Anyhow, uh, so yesterday, the core PCE price index, 3.5% for the year. So, I mean, that's not bad, but still, I mean, it's it's much higher than the 2% that the Fed is targeting. And this is one thing that Powell and every Fed member made clear. We are not moving away from the 2%. Because earlier this year, there were some talks that maybe the Fed would be contempt with three percent uh, or three and a half a new normal they have reiterated it no two percent it is and not a single member said eh, well maybe we can move away from this 
So uh, I think that's what's important and that's what Paul is iterating today. Yeah, focusing on data and the fight is not over is what he's saying basically. Yeah. So looking at the five minute chart of the S&P, I, I think he has some, uh, is he heading a panel, I believe, right? He is, he's speaking two times and I forgot uh, which one is which. Yeah. So the, the one right now, it's a fireside chat uh, at Spelman College and okay. then uh, a little bit later as well. All right. Okay. Fireside chat. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> is Paul there in his uh, velvet bathrobe? That's how I picture him. I think so, with his smoking pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, since we have uh, the heat map up here, I, I think there's uh, two stocks that we can talk about. One is Pfizer. And the other one is Tesla. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's uh, start with Pfizer, I guess. Pfizer. There we go. So Pfizer, uh, they had the weight loss pill. And uh, this is where everybody got excited about the weight loss pill. Yeah. And now they say, well, we have to discontinue it because there's a high rate of adverse side effects. And... Uh, that's, of course, not what the markets wanted to hear. So uh, Pfizer today uh, moving lower. I mean, down 5% for Pfizer. That's quite a lot. And as we see, Pfizer, if you look on a weekly chart, just continues to slide down. I mean, since the beginning of 2022, uh, lost pretty much half of its value. Yeah, a tough one for Pfizer. It, there were some big hopes there. And... Uh... I guess in the, the mid-stage clinical study, tolerating the drug was an issue. So uh, I guess we'll find out more about that, but not not what Pfizer wanted to discover. No. And then we have Tesla. So Tesla lower yesterday, still lower today, even though uh, overall stocks are unchanged. And this is where last night here in Austin, Texas, uh, Elon Musk revealed the Cybertruck, and uh, this is where he hyped it up at the deliveries event here in Austin. I, I, I tuned in and I, I watched a little bit of it. Did Did you watch it? Uh, no, I, I did not. So it, it's super interesting <laughs> because, first of all, it was uh, super dim, the whole room. I, I mean, it looked like they forgot to turn on a few lights. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Musk just said, uh, okay, this is a super tough truck and they've shown videos how you can shoot bullets at it. And uh, they, they repeated the test of uh, throwing. You, you remember when uh, uh, Elon Musk first revealed it and uh, they, they threw this steel ball uh, into the window and smashed it? So yeah. yesterday they did it again. However, uh, they gave the, the chief designer a baseball. And say, eh, use the baseball instead. So anyhow, uh, yeah, so that was what going on. And uh, it has been now, what, three years delayed? Uh, because here we see at first the unveiling was during an event in 2019. And now everybody else has uh, brought uh, an EV truck, an electric truck to the table already. Ford, General Motors, Rivian, Tesla last in this race. Yeah, you know, I did see a video, Marcus, of the Cybertruck and a Porsche. Um, I, I don't know how long uh, the the distance was for the race, but towards the end, you see that the Cybertruck is not only winning, but 
pulling a Porsche uh, on a trailer. Uh, so that was kind of fun and creative. But in addition to the Cybertruck, so I, I think you kind of have a mixed bag of, of uh, things going on here because uh, you have the Cybertruck coming in with prices that were higher than initially expected. In 2019, Musk said that the Cybertruck would most likely sell for 40000 and now it's starting at 61000 and going up to 100000 but Musk also has kind of gotten himself into uh, into the hot seat with some of his uh, comments with Twitter and advertisers there, and uh, I, I think that that's also kind of having an impact. We'll, we'll see if it's uh, an overreaction here. Uh, there was that gap down, and it looks like Tesla is clawing back and down just over one percent now. Yeah, but you would expect that uh, with the Cybertruck where he says, okay, we are ready right now, uh, we are delivering it, uh, that there is actually a little bit more enthusiasm, especially, I mean, if they are able to jack up prices here and they have a long line of people who want this Cybertruck. But I kind of feel that even though they're pricing it at 60000 that might be just right above their break even at uh, the production cost. I don't think that what? they're making much of a profit just yet. We'll, we'll have to see and also what the interest is. I, I know that there uh, are a lot on the, the wait list, but then how many people are actually going to you know follow through with that is uh, yet to be seen. I, I think there was also some to, like something going on where uh, you had to sign a, a waiver or not a waiver, but an agreement that you wouldn't sell it in its first year if you do take delivery. Um I, I think it's interesting. I know when I first saw the truck, I thought this is the stupidest thing I ever would want. And I love it and want one. So I, I can't wait to see one and maybe get one. You're getting one? I want to get one. I, I, I want to look. I want to see what, yeah. I, I have a hard time just getting it uh, without really experiencing it and seeing it. Um, so I wanted to see it first. I'm not on the wait list or anything like that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I end up with one crazy looking at all <laughs> i hear you i hear you hey um one more and then we take a look at our positions alta beauty today reporting earnings jumping 10 percent wow. not too bad there gosh earnings beats right so better than yeah. expected earnings. but i mean it's it's not that it is a blowout beat i mean in terms of uh, revenue, slightly better, pretty much in line with expectations here. Uh, also, the, the earnings, I mean, 2% better, that, that's not it. I think they, they provided some strong guidance. Yeah, and you know, it looks like there were quite a few analysts that upped their target. Um, I mean, gosh, I'm just looking at this. Wells Fargo adjusted their target to 400 from 375. Um, DA Davidson adjusted to 530 from 495. So it seems like analysts got really interested. I mean, of course, what Ulta's already up 10%. So yeah. upping that target might be, uh, <laughs> you know, Captain Obvious there, but still, it's probably a, a combo of everything. Looks like it. All right, let's take a look at our positions uh, and see what is happening there. And first up, CSIQ and CSIQ, I mean, moving higher again and just right now being in this range, I want to say between uh, 20, what is this? 
So there we go. 20 and 22. Uh, that's the range that we have been trading in. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable with the range. I would just like to see if we get a pullback to that lower level before doing a rescue. Yeah. All right. So waiting here to see what's happening. And then NEE. NEE, come on, buddy. I mean, just yeah. jump above 60, then 62, next stop 64. So, but hey, loving it. Our trend line just holds. Yep. Let's, let's go. All right, PNC. So we talked about it yesterday. I mean, your uh, cost basis is at 136. And yesterday you were thinking about selling calls. And I, I think towards the end of our show, it happened, right? You you got filled? Yes. Yes. So I put in the order to sell calls, the 136 for next week. So at my cost basis, my break even is 127.80. And yesterday I was able to sell those calls for a buck oh five. So that lowers my break even by another buck. And uh, th those calls are worth more right now because PNC continues to move higher. Right. I, I can actually check and see if, uh, if I can start selling calls. So if you look for next week, I mean, uh, my cost basis is at around 136. But then um, I would love to be able to sell. Uh, no, my break even is at 136. I would love to be able to sell at my cost basis. And right now, yeah. not yet 8%. Uh, so I might have to wait. So um, what's your plan? Will you be super sad and sorry if you're getting called away at 136 next week? Uh, let's just say that PNC keeps rallying. Um, or are you okay with it? So... I would like to squeeze out some premium on this one. And, and so my goal here, um, and, and I, I do think that there's a strong chance we're going to hit that 136, 137 and pause. Uh, we saw that we hit those levels in July and retreated. I'm not looking for the retreat. I'd rather we pause and then take off. Uh, I think I can roll and maybe sell calls for a couple of weeks before it takes off. That would be my goal and plan. But I wouldn't have sold the 136 if I wasn't comfortable getting called away. So if it just blows past 136, takes off from there, then yeah, I'll say goodbye to PNC and uh, and thanks for your service. Right. Yeah. It has been paying us dividend three times already. Yep. Yep. So a little premium collected, nice dividends uh, paid, and uh, that works for me. All right. Speaking of dividends, uh, the UPS dividend uh, was in my account this morning. Was the same for you? Yes. Yes. So I uh, saw that. Nice. Yep. I'm loving this. So got uh, got paid a little bit dividend, uh, also up today, 0.65%. Uh, so uh, we are right now above my break-even because my break-even is at 152.14 and uh, we're trading slightly above there. I'm holding off until next week because I want to sell calls at my cost basis, so at 157.50. And I don't think that there's any premium in it just yet. I mean, we can uh, double check for next week to see if there's any premium, but uh, I highly doubt it. Yeah, there's there's nothing yet. But look at this. I mean, at the 155, the 155, oops, we are already at 
Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. My break even is one uh, one sixty two twenty six. So I have a little more uh, a little ways to go before I could sell calls. But we're down five six percent, and uh, I'll I'll take that after the drop heading into earnings. Real nice reversal there. Yeah. Exxon, here we go. I mean, I sold earlier this week the 102 and uh, what's going on with my pencil? I'm making some odd things here on my screen. Anyhow, uh, you joined yesterday uh, selling the 101 expiring today. So this is looking uh, as is this expires uh, worthless. And uh, I don't know, some people might say, yay, it expires worthless. I'm more like, uh Really would have loved to get assigned in XOM and Exxon Mobile. Yeah, I, I think this is one to keep an eye on for the next couple of weeks. It does look like for both of us, no assignment and uh, those puts just expire worthless. I don't really like to uh, roll puts, right? I would rather take assignment. But at the open this morning, when we opened slightly lower, I was looking at the possibility of even rolling out to next week, not because I was afraid of assignment, but because there was really no premium left in that one day 101 put that I sold. And I saw that there was some decent premium at the 101 for next week. So I was playing around with that briefly, but then it quickly moved higher. And now the premium at the 101 just isn't where I want it to be. Yeah. All right, uh, so looking at our positions, uh, CSIQ, nothing yet to do. NEE, nicely plugging along. PNC, you have been able to sell calls already. I might get to a point where I will be able to sell calls next week. UPS, uh, I mean, I might be able to sell calls as early as Monday there. Uh, XOM is probably expiring worthless. So, I mean, all looking good. I'm very happy here. Well, I'm not happy that I don't get assigned XOM, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I think that things are working out nicely. Nice little rally in the market. Looks like uh, whatever Powell said, uh, traders decided it was okay because now the major indices are slightly positive for the session. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's still a little bit diddling along and it, it's capping up a, a really uneventful week. Uh, so maybe uh, stocks can rally. But we're looking at a positive week for now. So uh, we are up, uh, what, 0.3% uh, for the week. Does that sound about right? That works for me. Barely. But Marcus, I, I'm disappointed in you. You literally just sucked the wind out of the market sales when I'm trying to be positive going into the weekend, saying that the markets turn positive and, and you just turned it into a diddle. Let things be positive. It's okay. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, okay. They're positive. Yay! We're positive for the fifth week in a row. Another November rally. All right. Hey, uh, if you enjoyed today's show, give us a like. Uh, if you feel that this was a great show and you want to share it with somebody, there's a share button right underneath. Uh, so feel free to share it. I don't know by email, by WhatsApp, on Twitter, wherever. And if this is your first time here, welcome. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, consider subscribing. And if you do. Uh, then hit the little notification bell. This way you get notified whenever we go live again, which will be on Monday because it is Friday and it is time for a deserved weekend. And we will see you again hey. on Monday. Marcus, before we wrap up, do you want to mention the 25 days of Christmas? Oh, yes. It's up to you. It's a cool thing. We, we did it a couple of years ago 
and it was so much fun. The community is just awesome. Uh, and I, I don't know if you wanted to mention it or not. Yeah, I just don't have it on my screen right now. Uh, actually, I can probably uh, bring it up. So what we are doing is uh, it's kind of a, a tradition that I grew up with in Germany. Um, it is having an advent calendar. And uh, so in Germany, it is that uh, you get little toys or uh, chocolates or all the good stuff here. And I'm just trying to figure out how I can and bring you, this up. If you can't bring it up and if you're interested, uh, there's nothing for sale. Just uh, post a comment below the video and we'll make sure that to share a link so you could join because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. And I can't bring it up right now. But hey, uh, let's talk about more on Monday. So that sounds good. Perfect. We'll talk to you then. Have a great weekend. Happy trading, everybody.